Alright, welcome to Roscoe Speeds Off, the podcast. Um, doing it live today. Normally don't. You know, I'm Roscoe Speeds Off, of showing to go to podcast, which we normally do live. And just doing this a little different today because I'm talking about boxing. So you got the Earl Spence and Garcia fight tonight. And what's really bad about it, I mean, that's really a, that's a, that's a decent fight. It's a decent fight. My problem with boxing is that we don't get to see a lot of great fights. So, I was trying to figure out how do you solve the problems of boxing. What what is wrong with boxing? Why is boxing not the best sport? It, you know, it used to be the best sport. It used to be prize fighting. It used to be everybody stopped what they were doing to see a fight. And last week, we had a fight with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. I think Roy Jones is 51. Mike Tyson is 54. And it did over a million and a half buys or something like that. And that's how desperate boxing has got. That we have to look to champions of the past to try to uh, even see anything that, that, that you know, make, to put a rise in us almost. Because we can't get to get good fights made up. Why? I have no idea. Well, I do have an idea. I'm about to let you know right now. So first of all, one of the biggest problems is you got four major sanctioning bodies. So you got the IBF, the WBC, um, the WBA and the WBO are the sanctioned bodies, and they, they they have a lot of fees, like two hundred thousand dollars per like, I think per almost per fight, almost you know per title fight. So they get tens of millions of dollars a year off of the off of these you know belts. Um, they don't promote the fighter, and they don't pay the fighter. The fighter pays them, so it almost makes you wonder. What type of racket is this? Why do why do we even want these titles anyway? You know what I'm saying? Why are we paying the multiple sanctioning bodies to have a title? So then you also got six other recognized sanctioning bodies that are not major. So you got the IBO, um, IBA, the IBU, the NABC, the NABA, and the WBF. So all together now you got like, you're talking like ten different sanctioning bodies here. Um the other major issue you have with all these sanctioned bodies, so that's the reason why everybody that seems to come to the the ring has a belt. If you ever won the that, it's, no matter who's coming to the ring in a title fight, everybody has a belt, which is just ridiculous. Too many sanctioned bodies. Um, then weight classes. You have 17 weight classes. Now, I don't know if a lot of you know this, but in the, back in the past, it wasn't 17 weight classes. It wasn't this ridiculous. Um, matter of fact, I got it right here. You had 105, which was the minimum weight. You had light flyweight at 108. You had flyweight at 112. You have super flyweight at 115. You have bantamweight at 118. You have super bantamweight at 122. You have featherweight at 126. You have super featherweight at 130. You have lightweight at 135. You have super lightweight at 140. You have welterweight at 147. You have super welterweight at 154. You have middleweight at 160. You have super middleweight at 168. You have light heavyweight at 175. You have cruiserweight at 200. And then above that, anything above that is heavyweight. That is 17 weight divisions. I mean, that's... that's that's a ton. <laughs> That's a ton. And what I mean by that is, you have guys who are right around each other's weight class. Let's just say Javonta Davis and Tiafoma Lopez, for example. Javonta Davis says he's going to fight at 135, but his last fight, when he just beat Cruz, Santa Cruz, 
was at 130. Tiafoma's fight against Lomachenko was at 135. Lomachenko dominated 130 for a few years, and he went to 135. Um, and I know they try to say, oh, maybe the power difference, five pounds, man, come on. But once upon a time, you know, I would even proclaim they should do every 20, every 20 pounds. Now, they can even go 115. The problem is by having so many weight classes, you're diluting the product. You know, the best don't get to fight the best because, first of all, it's 10 different ba- it's ten different championship belts. So, if I had the IBF, I might not care as much about the WBO because you know, I have a belt. And then he has a belt. So, they don't never have to fight each other because they're both champions. And then the nonsense is every sanctioning body has their own ranking list. So, who's number one? Who's the mandatory challenger? So, sometimes it's complete bums who are mandatory challengers. You're like, who is this guy? Too many sanctioning bodies, too many weight classes. Uh, you know, you can have great champions fight 135 and 130 for years, 140, 147 for years. So four, five. Uh, let's go back in history. Sugar Ray never fought Aaron Pry. Aaron Pry boxed at 140. Sugar Ray boxed at 147. Never fought. They fought in the amateurs. Aaron Pry actually beat Sugar Ray in the amateurs. They never fought in the pros. Which is kind of sucks. Like, Aaron Pryor was great. Sugar Ray was great. Sugar Ray's fighting greats. Aaron Pryor never got the, cre- the credit. I mean, he beat Alexa Seguello. But there were better talent was in, the, was, in the, was in the welterweight division at that time. So, they should have something where they kind of like separate. You know, I mean, not separate, but, but bring it together. So, my, my third was, what if you had 100, 115. 130, 145, 160, 175, 190, and then above that, above 200 is heavyweight. Imagine if you only had one belt per weight class. You would have everybody fighting everybody to be the best. It wouldn't be a thing of everybody fighting around each other because they all have their own belt and they can all switch from, from weight class to weight class. Um, perfect example, uh, just the other day, they were talking about possibly who Charlo wants to move up or Spence may want to move up to fight Canelo. Canelo says he's now fighting 168. Those guys are right now at 147 and 154 respectively. So they were saying maybe coming together at 160. Too much red tape. Just imagine if it's just 160. And then from 160, it went to 175. Or from 160, it went down to 145. That's, and then you had one belt. Guys would fight each other. You wouldn't have all this ducking and dodging. Who might be better? What could have? What should have? It just wouldn't happen. Uh, just for, for years, Calzaghe fought at one... Calzaghe retired undefeated. And he fought at 168. Now, he ended up beating Bernard Hopkins and Roy Jones towards the end of their careers. Even though Roy Jones fought the other day, but you know what I mean. Um, just imagine if it was only one belt and one weight division for years. Calzaghe wouldn't have had to wait or wouldn't have been allowed to wait until those guys were past their prime. In order for him to be a champion, he would have had to fight them to get the belt. And those guys wouldn't have fought each other 20 years apart. But now Hopkins and, 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 and Roy Jones, they would have fought right from the jump. You know what I'm saying? That is... Uh, that's that's major, man. That's major when it comes to fixing by fixing boxing. Um, it's 
the reason Jake LaMotta and Sugar Ray Robinson fought each other six times is because Jake LaMotta kept getting beat and he kept fighting his way back to the top. So if you want to be the top dog at the top weight division, you had to fight the top guy. And it was only one section of body. At one point in time, it was, it was just the ring belt, the ring magazine championship belt. Well, I mean, you know, that was founded back in, I think, 1922. And Jack Dempsey was actually the first person to hold that title. But that stopped like in 1990 for some reason. And they came back in 2002. I love when we went back to just one belt per weight class. Not all these sanctioning bodies and then lessen the weight classes, man. I mean, there's so many different ways you could do it. Even if you did it every 10 pounds. You did 105, 115, 125, 135, 145. And then you from there, you may go to 160, 160, 175, 190, 205. And then anything above that. Or maybe even 220 and above because now you got bigger people now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you need the space is what it should be. Uh, it, should be it shouldn't be a thing of driving while I talk sometimes. Um, it shouldn't be a thing of several uh, several weight classes, too many weight classes, and it shouldn't be a thing of too many sanctioned bodies. Like I said, the sanctioned bodies is number one. So you think about it. If you got 17 weight classes, and in each weight class, every weight class, you have almost 10 sanctioning bodies, you're literally talking about 170 belts. Man, there's barely 170 good fighters out. There ain't 170 good fighters out there. So for you to be having all of these uh, weight classes, man, and all these sanctioned bodies, what you do is you dilute the sport once again. You're making it where promoters can say, I have a champ, this guy's the A side, this guy's the B side, and fight it out and then never and also never fight each other. But if it was one, all right, if you had instead of 17 weight classes, you broke it down to about 10. 10 weight classes. And you had one belt. So instead of 170 belts, you have 10 belts. 10 belts. And 10 weight classes, you would get the best of the best fights. You would get guys that have to fight. A promoter like your Al Heyman's and your, and your Bob Arms and Lou Dubas and all these guys would not be able to do what they've done throughout history. Oh, I mean, I was, what's his name? Don King and these guys throughout history. You wouldn't be able to play around with it because the champ would want the belt. You know, Spence is okay with not fighting Crawford. Crawford is okay with not fighting Spence. You know why? They're both in the 147 weight class. They both have multiple belts. They both feel as though they have the stronger claim just because. Now, that's where having less sanctioned bodies would not allow that. And the promoters would not be able to be effect, uh, to affect that. The reason why is if there was just 147 and you had a... You had one sanctioning body, so let's say Ring Magazine or whoever the heck, one championship belt in that 147 weight class. What would happen is these guys would now, in effect, have to fight each other. They would petition their promoter to make that fight happen because you wouldn't be able to say, well, I'm the champ too. No, you wouldn't. You'd only be one champ. As long as you have 17 sanctioning bodies and almost, like I said, it makes you wonder why you even have this. This is like some mob stuff back in the day or something. Why are the the, the, the sanctioned bodies don't pay the fighters? They don't uh, promote the fighters. They do nothing. They just collect money and and, and rank whoever and you rank stuff that doesn't even make sense sometimes because you wonder why guys certain guys are ranked number one on mandatory fighters and you'd be like, wow, who the hell is this guy? Mm-hmm.
So my point is, I don't know if they can do. I, what I'd love to see, the best way that I think to fix boxing, honestly, would be to go UFC style format. So one boxing entity create a boxing league of their own, like UFC has for Ultimate Fighting, and it's one title per weight class, period. And they rank it, and then you have to fight it, or you get bumped down. That would be probably the best way because I don't see these sanctioning bodies going anywhere. I don't. Now, what would be great is if the fighters stop paying the sanctioning bodies. But every fighter wants a title because the title allows them to make money. I mean, and not just fighting. I mean, now you now you now you're called champ. Once you're called champ, you can do so many things when it comes to. Um, you can do you once you're called a champ, you can do like all type of signings. You can do all type of. Uh, even little movie premiere, uh, premieres and things that you can do so many things when you're a champ. You can open a restaurant as a champ. So that's why they don't mind the, the 17 sanctioning bodies. But you gotta get rid of that. You gotta get away from that. That's what's key. That's what allows the promoters to do what they do. Yeah, all right. Perfect example. Al Heyman in the 147 pound division. He has Manny Pacquiao, who's a champ. He has Earl Spence, who's a champ. Um, I think they might be the only two. I think, for some reason, I thought that Westland still had one belt. Uh, uh, what is his name? Porter, but I'm not sure. He, he lost, so he could, shouldn't have anything. But those guys have multiple titles between the two of them, Manny Pacquiao and Earl Spence. So they have these titles, and they never have to fight each other. Just think about that. He has them in-house. They never have to fight each other. They never clamor. It's not like Earl Spence is like, I got to fight Pacquiao while I'm leaving. It's not like Pacquiao, like, I got to fight Earl Spence, so I'm leaving. They both have titles. They're both at 147. They both have titles. They're both comfortable with it. They can fight whoever. They're just looking for the most money possible. And also, they want to protect their belt and their title at the same time. So, the way to stop this would, like I said, be that UFC-style format. Or, if the sanction of bodies were to be somehow put away, which... It won't happen because they make money for nothing. They make money because you wear their belt. They say, oh, you have a fight. And then yeah, it's so ridiculous now with the sanctioning bodies that now you have like a super welterweight title and then a regular welterweight title. So it'll be a WBO title and Manny Pacquiao has one, a regular one, and Earl Spence has like a super one, but they're the same damn weight class. It makes no sense. And the only... That's why boxing is always going to be jacked up. And we're going to be looking to old fights like like, like, like if Sugar Ray was to come out and fight Marvin Hagler now or whatever. It mess around to be better than the fights we got now because we can't get the best to fight the best. Now, the closest thing to it we're getting is what's going on with uh, Danny Garcia fighting Earl Spence tonight. But Danny Garcia is a guy who's lost two of his last three fights. I believe he still lost to Porter and he lost to Thurman. Or two, two of his last four fights. The other two guys he won were like bums. He didn't beat anybody good in a while. And I'm not saying he's not a good fighter. I, hey, I'm a, I'm a Danny Garcia fan. I like to see him fight. He fights good. He's competitive. He puts up a good fight. But he is, um, he shouldn't be getting a title shot over, let's say, Pacquiao should be fighting Spence before him. They both got titles. They both came off wins. They, they, they both beat class guys. Pacquiao beating Thurman. They should be fighting each other if they're under the same promoter. Or one of those two should be fighting Bud Crawford. The fact they're talking about Bud Crawford fighting Sean Porter now, which is, you know, you're just glad to see Bud to get a chance to fight anybody. But the reason that is happening, once again, is because Porter will fight anybody, and I give him credit for that. 
you know, he doesn't have a belt or anything to, to hold, you know, to, to stand on right now. But they protect, the promoters want to do, what they want to do is protect the investment. Much as they won't say that, they want to do the Mayweather model, which is fight safely, fight guys when they're past their prime. I mean, Crawford and Spence should have fought three years ago already. Pacquiao and Mayweather fought seven, eight years after they should have fought. Pacquiao, uh, Mayweather and, and, um... The name is Puerto Rican fighter number three. Oh my goodness, mine's blanking. But uh, from Puerto Rico, fought out of New York, New York, out of the next state arena all the time. Um, they should have Cotto, Miguel Cotto, my bad. Miguel Cotto and Mayweather should have fought years before they fought. Years before they fought. And even Berto, he fought Berto, and Berto came off three losses consecutively. At one point, Berto was undefeated and looked like the next great thing coming up. And I, you know, everybody thought they should fight. Mayweather, Pacquiao, whoever. He didn't fight until he was already beaten. Once he was beaten several times, all of a sudden he gave him a fight at the end when nobody wanted you to fight him. That's the nonsense in boxing right now. That's where one sanction of body. So one title, less divisions, less weight, less, 10 weight classes instead of 17. That makes everybody fight at their prime. And that's what we want. Guys fighting at their prime. That's what made boxing so great. That's what made us love it as kids. That's why we love Sugar Ray, Marvis Hagler, Thomas Hitman Hearns, Roberto Duran, Aaron Pryor. Because these guys were fighting the best of the best because they had no choice. It wasn't but so many weight classes. I mean, it was more weight classes, but it wasn't but so many titles, things of that nature. Now you got so many titles. It's just, it's ruined in the sport, man. Everybody has a belt. And that's all I'm saying. If you want to fix boxing, gotta make it one title per weight class you gotta lessen can't be 17 weight classes man you can't have guys who are competitive good fighters that are literally four and five pounds apart that never fight each other each other because the it's a weight class difference i fight at 126 he fights at 130 we're never going to fight that shouldn't be the case man it shouldn't take 10 years to get a or five to ten years to get a fight between the guys who are four pounds apart you got I'm telling you I even like I thought about just going right on the number 100 110 120 130 140 150 160 180 100, 100, uh, 170 180 uh, 190 200 boom that's it I don't even like that though I like it 15 pounds apart I think UFC is what the the boxing world needs to do that's just the key to it man you gotta switch up you gotta get rid of sanction buys you gotta get rid of all the weight classes it's no reason we should have Crawford and, and Spence not fighting for years. It's no reason that Keith one time Thurman didn't get a chance to fight Crawford when he was undefeated before he had his accident because now he's Keith hope for a decision Thurman. But when he was before he had his accident with you know when he was majorly hurt, he was Keith one time Thurman that had ultimate knockout power. And since he's lost that, he of course he hasn't been been the same. But um, that's where they have to fix the sport. And until they do that. This this sport is not going to be the same. It's just it's not going to be great. Um, it's going to be a lot of perceived ducking. Of course, they're going to say not ducking. I'm a champ. I don't duck nobody. But everybody's a champ, and that's where the problem comes in. If everybody wasn't a champ, couldn't nobody duck nobody. It'd be like back in the day, Sugar Ray Robinson fighting everybody, and then he has to keep fighting uh, Jake Lamotta because Jake Lamotta keeps coming back up to the number one spot. He keeps fighting his way back to that spot, and that's what we need now. And until we get that, Boston's going to be kind of sucky, man. I hate to say it. You know, you're just going to have, you know, when Crawford fights Spence, if they fight, these guys end up being 40 years old. 
I mean, literally. It's kind of like Pacquiao and, and Mayweather. They fought seven, eight years later, man. And I'm not saying that Pacquiao would ever have beaten him. I don't think so. I think Mayweather's a, a genius. But I think he's a genius of fighting guys past their prime. He fought, he fought Oscar De La Hoya past his prime. And I thought he lost that fight, by the way. That's the one fight I thought he lost. You know, he was 113 to 115 on two cards for Mayweather. And it was 113 to 115 on one, one official, one of our judges card for, for, for De La Hoya. I thought De La Hoya won that by a round, but hey, it is what it is. And Mayweather, Mayweather's father actually agreed with him. Floyd Mayweather Sr. said the same thing. But um, he fought, he fought Sugar Shane way past Sugar Shane's prime. Floyd Mayweather is the, is, is the last guy he fought at his prime. It was probably Diego Corrales. I mean, Dagger Carroll was just a, it was a, it was a slow mismatch for, for Floyd. That's why Floyd dominated that. But um, he's fought so many guys late. And I think that's the new thing that was going to happen. As long as you have Al Heyman behind it, Al Heyman is not going to have anybody fight on their prime. That's his guy. And I understand why he's doing it. He doesn't want to ruin his investment. There's nothing worse than when you have an up and coming fighter. Let's just, I'm going to use Tank Davis. Tank Davis looks great right now. Or Tiafomo, or Tiafomo Lopez, either one, they look great. But once you lose, if they was to go out and fight each other right now, and one guy just got obliterated, obliterated, knocked out, his value, his commanding money value, has dropped so much. So I think that's why they plan to this because they know if they can keep their guy relevant for a long time, let's just say uh, Terrence Crawford, I believe he could be the best out of all these guys, out of all the welterweight guys. But he still hasn't fought anybody truly great, and it's because he's with. You can say, well, you know, the promoting or what have you, but without him fighting anybody great, yeah, historical, historical significance is not going to be the same as what Sugar Ray is because he beat the best out there. That's what Sugar Ray Robinson is because he beat the best out there. But the problem is, is we we think Crawford's great. We think Spence is great. What if one of these guys go out there and get obliterated by somebody? You're like, damn. Matter of fact, perfect example, Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, I believe he fought the best of us out there. I don't think a lot was great for him to fight. But he fought a lot of guys. And then all of a sudden he gets knocked out now. You know, he gets, gets his tail whooped by Tyson Fury. You think so much less of him. And he has so much less commanding power now. So if he if he, if he he just would have left the first fight alone and says, I'll get him later. And fought five other people first without losing. He makes so much more money. So I understand why guys do it. But I believe they'd all make more money if they had one. Well, not, maybe not all of them. Because if you're not good, then I guess you'll get exposed earlier. But if you had one um, one title belt at one weight class that you're fighting at, and everybody goes for that, and you can't avoid guys because mandatories keep coming up. So it's not like a mandatory is like Doug Nobody. You know what I'm saying? You'd have to fight everybody. And you'd fight the best of the best. Tyson Fury's been out there for years. He could have fought Deontay Wilder probably five years before they fought. Deontay Wilder might not have made as much money if he made if that would have happened earlier. So that's just my point, man. Let, let me guys know what you think, man. I'm a, uh, I just think you got to fix boxing right now. And you got to get rid of all these sanctioned body classes. You got to get rid of all these uh, these weight classes and make it like the UFC style format. Every, 15, every 10 to 15 pounds is a weight class. And then every... Um, Every weight class only has one sanctioning body, and that will change everything. So let me know what you guys think. Till next time, man. It's your boy Roscoe Squeeze Off. Roscoe Squeeze Off, the podcast. Like I said, it's my first time doing it live like this. I don't expect any fanfare. I didn't really publish it or nothing. I'll still have it on its normal audio format, and I'll put that in the link here so that you can see it here in your normal audio format.
Till next time, it's your boy Roscoe Squeeze Off. Where else we're most throwing in all things that matter. Um, also, Roscoe Squeeze Off from the show on the Go Podcast. Check that out. That's doing a lot of big things right now. But when I talk sports, I do it on my own. Roscoe Squeeze Off, the podcast. Talk to you soon.